I am going to try to salvage a beer that was supposed to be one thing, tastes more like another, and now hopefully, in the end, will be a good example of something it was never intended to be. And hopefully, that'll make a little more sense as we start this episode. Welcome to Big Monster Brewing. I am Matt, and in this episode, I have already brewed a beer but there's a bit of a problem with it, and I'm going to try to fix that. The beer I brewed is a rock beer, and that's probably the only way I'm going to enunciate that word from now on, because I get very self-conscious of sounding like I'm clearing my throat on the mic. In basic terms, a rock beer is a smoked version of a Marzen beer style. It typically uses beechwood smoked malts, or sometimes it's categorized as rock malt by some maltsters, and that taste can be really overwhelming really quickly. Some people really enjoy that smoke profile. I don't particularly care for it in large amounts, but I did want to use traditional ingredients when I brewed this beer. So I did use rock malt from that particular maltster to give it the smoke profile, but I was very reserved with it. I used what I thought would be enough to illustrate the style, but not make it this really thick, smoked meat, greasy type of smoke character that can come across when using it too much, at least on my palate. In the end, it appears I may have been a little too reserved in my addition of this smoked malt. The smoke aroma and flavor is barely perceptible. The strongest character in this beer is the malt profile. It's got a very distinctive Marizen-like grainy sweet flavor and aroma. This beer, if you tell someone that it's a rock beer, they will be able to recognize the smoke, but it won't be anywhere enough for them to consider it a good example of this beer. Be like, yeah, it's there, but you know, it should be stronger. Conversely, if you tell someone it's a Marizen and don't mention the smoke, the smoke is just subtle enough that it doesn't come across as smoke if you don't have that preconception of it being there and it comes off as a off flavor in a Marizen. So it's kind of stuck in limbo of not being a good example of either. Here's a really frustrating part about this. Overall, it's a decent beer in the sense that there's no processed flaws. There's no off flavors. There's no infection. There's nothing really wrong with this beer other than it not being one style or the other or anything outside that range. It's, it's like the island of misfit beers right now. So I'm going to try to change that. Doing something like this is a practice that's been used in homebrewing for well longer than I've been homebrewing. There's a reason fruit and spice beers are usually huge numbered entry categories in homebrew competitions. Many a brewer have made a good beer, and while it was good, it wasn't quite good enough to enter as its base style, so you add something to it to enhance it. Be it a fruit, a spice, a combination of both, or, or something to put it in an experimental category and give it a kind of a, a second wind, a second chance as a different kind of beer. Now, I really can't think of a fruit of, or spice to put into what comes across as mostly a marzen, but I do have an idea. And I think with the right amount of wood character and a bit of bourbon mixed in, just right might make this a really fun pseudo bourbon barreled aged marzen. So that's what I'm going to attempt to do to this beer. I think going with the wood aging angle is the best attempt to make here. While we're not necessarily going to flat out mask that smoke character, I think that existing smoke character that's there 
could really work with the addition of wood and they could be an enhancement of each other and create that pseudo barrel aged character. So with the aid of some medium toast French oak chips I have on hand and some really nice bourbon and a bit of time, let's see if we can turn this okay beer into something that might even be worth entering into a competition. So let's start and get to those recordings of me trying to fix this rock beer. I am taking the first steps to try to save this rock beer, and that is getting the wood chips together, which I've just weighed out. I've got 25 grams or 0.9 ounces, and I got that number from the, these are French medium toast chips. I've used these before, so I'm combining a little bit of experience with the manufacturer's suggestions. They said one ounce, one to two ounces for five gallons of beer. And I divided two ounces by five, multiply it by 2.25, got 0.9, and then converted that to grams, which is 25. I'm going with the higher end of this because I've used these before, and they are they, they give a pretty distinct wood flavor. In fact, if I were going to use these to wood age almost any other beer, I'd probably lean more towards the one ounce side. But I want this to really drive in the wood flavor and kind of cover up the smoke, or I guess better said, work with the smoke. So I'm actually looking for more wood flavor than I have gotten before. So I'm using a bigger dosage of it. So that is where I got that number from, and that's what I'm going to do here. And this is, is actually looks like a lot more chips than I was expecting, but I got them now. I got the I got 25 grams ready here, and I am going to prepare them next. Okay, I'm at the first step of preparing the chips, and I mean preparing them for the bourbon infusion, and that is pretty easy. I've got my smallest little saucepan. Usually use this for reducing liquids for flavoring for beer, but I got about a little more than a cup of water in it. I'm gonna bring that up to a boil, and once it boils, I'm gonna dump the chips in, turn off the heat, and let them sit for no more than a minute because it's, gonna, it's, it's going to start extracting a lot of wood flavor, actually. But, and that's okay, there's, there's enough in here to also put into the beer. But what I'm trying to do is, is, is get, kind of wash them off, put them, uh, get the dust, dustiness from the chipping process out, and also really open up those pores because I'm going to then lay them out, let them, uh, what's the word? Okay, it's not gonna be dry, but I'm going to let the excess water be absorbed. And I'll go into the next step. The pores should be nice and open. The dustiness should be gone. And these will be ready to be bourbonized. These are all terms I'm making up <laughs> to make myself understand what I'm doing. Hopefully the process is coming through. But right now, just waiting for that water to boil and then I'll get these chips cleaned up. All right, the water is boiling. So I'm gonna go ahead. Get the wood chips in, turning off the heat, and I'm gonna stir them up a little bit here. Make sure everything gets nice and covered and soaked in that water. And just gonna do this for about, probably not, I said a minute. I don't think that's true. It's probably gonna be about 30 seconds altogether. So it's gonna do this for about 10, 15 more seconds, then gently, carefully <laughs> drain this boiling water. Got my wood chips out of the water and just for kind of the record and for note keeping that was 
it was more than 30 seconds like I kind of felt like it was going to be. It was definitely closer to a minute, maybe even just slightly more than a minute. I've never actually timed out the process. I just kind of stir them until they look well saturated. And you can kind of tell by looking at them and by feel that first they turn dark brown because they're wet. And then they kind of stop being so, oh, what's the word, stiff and and kind of clinking into the around the the uh, uh, pan and a pot or whatnot. There's just a feel to them, a certain feel where they start to get not not soaked, not pliable, but softer, just slightly soft. And that's that's what I did. And that, that was probably a lot closer to a minute, maybe in just a touch over. And for just notes again, anyone trying this, I had a metal strainer that I dumped the liquid through to get the wood chips out of the water safely instead of trying to dump uh, an open pot of water directly into something and definitely not picking them out with my hands. So letting them drip a little bit more into that pan and I'm going to lay out two layers of paper towels, probably if I only take two squares worth, so four paper towels, spread the chips out and let them sit there for probably about five minutes. This time I'll actually time it so I know when they, again, when it looks and feels like they're starting to dry but haven't dried yet. So that's the next phase I want these chips to go into. But first I gotta go in on, on, on that towel to do that. The wood chips are all laid out on a paper towel and what I try my best to do, and it's pretty much, there's a couple here I'm fixing up. What I try to do is make sure there's not any on top of each other. They can touch, but I, I don't want one dripping into the other. And it looks like for the most part, we're okay. Eh, a couple little spots here and there. You could you could probably spend a whole with wood chips the way they're so varied and the smaller ones are so just they, they get they get to like close to splinter size. You can drive yourself nuts trying to get everything perfectly laid out. But this looks pretty good as I say that. I see one directly on top of another one, almost the same exact size. But for the most part, they're okay. I want to get as much of stand the standing liquid off. And the um obviously the there's, these are going to retain some moisture because I'm not going to let them sit until they're bone dry. But I also don't want any standing water on them or uh, I guess in them to some extent there's going to be, but I don't want it to be excessive. So that is that. I did clean up the strainer and the pot. I cleaned these in for the heck of it and, and made me remember to mention how great that liquid smelled. The water, the, the boiling water with the chips in it smelled absolutely fantastic this level of char on this type of oak just the, the the aroma you can tell just aroma alone could be a wonderful compliment to a very malt forward beer which is end up beer ended up being should have been a little more smoke forward but it's definitely malt forward so i'm kind of excited uh of this prospect of what this could bring to this beer in the end so that is it uh recording is about two minutes long or it will be by the time i save the file so i'm going to check these three minutes after that and see if five minutes is the time that i wanted to let these wood chips sit out it's been five minutes and these chips are right where i want them and what i do if you follow along these steps i kind of touch the ones i can get my full finger on and if they're still they feel damp but you pull your finger away and there's no or very little, or in this case, actually no residual water on your finger from checking them. They're they're ready to go. It's just dry enough. So I'm going to put these in a mason jar. And this particular mason jar, these are ones I 
use for a lot of my my yeast farming or culturing or propagating whatever you want to call it it's a small one it's like a little i think it's i think it's eight ounces it's roughly half size of a mason jar it seems a little shorter which makes me wonder if it is exactly eight ounces but it's a half size mason jar same lid you put on top of a wide mouth mason jar i'm going to put those in here and then get the bourbon in with it and we'll talk about the bourbon actually we'll do that next Okay, I got all the wood chips in the mason jar, and now I'm about to introduce the bourbon, and I'll talk about that just because there's a little bit of history behind it. I've got a bottle of, what is it? It's not even a liter. It's 75 milliliters of Four Roses Single Barrel, and that is because since the last time I've been doing this, I've been on vacation in Denver, and we went to a lot of distilleries, and I've developed a taste for old fashions. I've been trying different bourbons with old fashions, and this is a bottle I've not seen before. I've been using Four Roses Select, or have used Four Roses Select. I've been trying to change it up each time. So far, my favorite old fashions have been made with Four Roses, but I've never seen this Four Roses single barrel. So I'm gonna use this, and then I'm gonna use the rest for some old fashions. So I'm going to now pour this into the mason jar, but I'm not gonna fill it. I'm gonna pour it so that there's just a little layer, ripple of a layer on top of it, because I'm gonna save as much as I can. But that is about to go in right now, and I'm gonna need two hands, because I really wanna make sure I don't spill this. So I will be right back to, I guess, kind of wrap this part up, because there's not much more I can do today after I do this. Okay, the bourbon is in, and it didn't take as much as I was afraid it looked like it was going to, because there was a lot of dead space between all the uh, the wood chips, and the wood chips filled easily filled this uh, mason jar close to three quarters full. So it looked like it was going to take a lot of that bourbon. In the end, it didn't. In fact, I put in a little more than I intended to because it was taking so actually significantly less than I thought it was going to take to cover these. So it's covered and then some which will be nice because I do intend, usually I don't pour the excess bourbon in directly or not all of it. I do put some in. This one, I think I'm gonna put it all in because I think that the what needs to be added to this beer will benefit from that. So I got a little more bourbon flavor to add in here. So now I'm gonna let it sit. I'm gonna stay for 24 hours. That is the broadest term of all the time uh, measurements I've given in these recordings so far. It could be 20 hours, it could be 28 hours, could be 48 hours if something comes up. Somewhere around this time tomorrow, I'm gonna add these to the beer, but probably not at exactly the same time. The key here is overnight. These will be sanitized in this heavy alcohol like in two hours, probably less, it's probably like minutes. I don't even know what it is. I think, I think saying two hours is just a, a safe way to pick a, an arbitrary number that, that, is, uh, a, that is logical, maybe. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But we want the infusion, and overnight is plenty. I don't want to go more than 24 hours, considering, you know, like I said, this time is very uh, <laughs> broad. And, but I don't want to get too much less. So overnight, so anytime that I wake up tomorrow be, and before I go back to sleep is the time span I'm looking for. I know that's not a very good number, not a very good metric to base repeatability on, 
but that's what I mean. So I could be doing this, like I said, after I wake up or right before I go to bed or anytime in between, as long as I don't do it before then is really the point of this. So now there's nothing else I can do but just stare at this. And I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna wait till tomorrow. It is 24 hours and 11 minutes since the last recording. I actually looked at the timestamp on it before starting this one, just out of curiosity. So I'm getting ready to add the wood and the bourbon to the beer. First, I gotta get a muslin sack ready for the wood. The wood chips are gonna go in here because they're wood chips and getting the beer back out would be difficult because some of these are small enough to get into the dip tube. And if they do and float up to the, to the valve, the poppet, of the keg, it's there's it's gonna get stuck and no beer is coming out. So, got a muslin sack, got a small uh, bowl, not a bowl, what do you call it? A little kettle of water. It's a small kettle, it's like a couple quart kettle and pot. That's the word I was looking for of water. Gonna get it up to a get that up to a boil. Gonna put the muslin sack in there for 10 minutes because these things have been, I don't even know who touched them. I get these, this last batch, either I got on Amazon or the part of the ones I got when I rushed to get them for the cider I made. Either way, I don't know what the handling chain was for these, so I don't know what's on these, <laughs> what's uh, germ-wise or any, any critter-wise are on these muslin sacks. So I'm gonna go ahead and boil this for 10 minutes. That way there'll be nothing on it, and then I'll put the wood chips in, but we'll get to that. So I'm gonna go ahead, get this water up to a boil, boil that, and then move on to the next step. The muslin sack has been boiled and right now what I'm doing is getting out just a little bit of sanitizing solution ready because I'm gonna go ahead and put that in there to cool it off. And I'm also gonna put in about uh, two feet-ish of fishing line because what I wanna do is actually suspend this, the wood in center-ish of the keg. I don't want it laying on the bottom and I don't want it floating on just on the top. So I'm gonna try to get it suspended a little bit in the, uh, the mid-range there so that when I taste a sample, it's it's a little more, uh, what would you say, dispersed in the beer rather than sitting at the bottom right where the dip tube is. So that is where I'm at now. I'd say in about, oh, and I also am gonna put a little, um, what do you call it, uh, measuring cup in there because I'm gonna stretch the muslin sack over there so I can pour the bourbon in and the, take out the muslin sack with just the chips, leave the bourbon behind. I am gonna dump the bourbon in as well, but I need to separate the two so I can get just the chips in the muslin sack. I think you follow what I'm saying there. So that's what all this setup is for. And in a few minutes, I'm gonna start that process. All right, I did a few things in this last break between recordings. And first, I did take the muslin sack, cool it down in the sanitized water, then stretch it over a, well, I, I wrung it out pretty good, then stretch it over a, oh, what do you call it, uh, measuring cup, and dumped the chips into that, lifted out the muslin sack, tied it off, let the bourbon drain a, a little bit, not, then wasn't really worried about it draining before I put it in because the bourbon was going in anyway, then tied on the fishing line, which is always the hardest part for me, Suspended it inside the keg, sealed up the keg. Oh, I got to top it off with CO2. All right, I'm going to do that next. And then dump the bourbon in. Usually I kind of taste the bourbon and see how woody it is and how much I want to put in. I figured since I'm trying to fix this and going for broke, I just put it in. I don't even know what it tastes like. 
I can tell you what it tastes like, though. I have some, just enough in here, I think, to taste in a measuring cup. Let me try it right now. It's actually got a quite pleasant wood character. The aroma is stronger than the taste, but the wood, wow, okay, the finish on that is really strong. That's really nice. I, if this wood gets into this beer, this really could fix it. And I, I think bourbon and beer is just, uh, like, I don't think you can, <laughs> who's going to complain about an extra couple percent of a, uh, of a, uh, Alcohol, couldn't even think of the word. I'm not sure if it's quite enough to raise it like multiple percentages, but it's definitely going to give it a little bit of a kick and hopefully work with the flavors that are in there. So time will tell at this point. I'm going to check it in two days because last time I used these wood chips, in two days, there was almost too much wood flavor. Almost too much. It was just over enough. So I know this is, that was just a one-gallon batch of beer. This is a little more than two gallons after all said and done, after the testing and tasting I've done on it before. So it might take a little longer, but I don't want to chance that. I don't want to be take that for granted that it's going to take twice as long and be wrong and have a just taste like you're chewing on a toothpick. So I will check it in two days and see what it tastes like. It's been two days, and I just tasted the... Rock beer slash barrel aged marzen, and this is gonna be. I'm not well, not hard to describe, but I'm not quite sure how to express everything here, so I'll do my best. There's no distinct wood character, however, the smoke is much stronger now, which makes me think that's from the wood character, if that makes sense. That's the part that was hard to explain. So, I think the wood is there, it's just enhancing the smoke and not covering it yet. Now, there is a part of me that says I could pull that wood out now and maybe stick with the rock beer idea. But now I'm kind of committed to going all in on making it barrel aged. Now if the smoked character still sticks around and there's a wood age component to it, that might be pretty awesome. So we shall see. I'm going to let it go another two days, taste it, and see where we're at. It's been two more days that the wood has been in this rock beer, and it's getting closer. I could get a little hint of wood aroma, and I got a, I'm going to say a bigger wood taste, but not a big wood taste. It was definitely some wood this time. I think I got a little bit the last tasting, but it was enhancing the smoke more. Now I could distinctively tell the wood and also the smoke in there as well but the smoke was starting to wane a little bit which is kind of what i was expecting as the wood flavor grows still not near enough wood flavor that i'd want for this beer so i'm going to let it go some more i'm guessing at this point that maybe four to six days more might get us there but i'm still going to check it in two more days and see where we're at just to be sure so that's all I gotta say about the beer right now until I check it in two more days. I think I am done now wood aging this. Well, I, I definitely am now because I have taken the wood chips out. So spoiler, yes, I've done aging it all together. It has now been 12 days. About four days ago, I was ready to take it out because I could taste the wood. It was nice with the smoke, could smell it a little bit. But my wife, who's also an experienced judge, couldn't get any wood from it at all, like aroma or taste. So two days is a little stronger. Four days, I'm actually thinking it's a little too strong, but still okay. But now she can taste it. So 
Well, I'm picking it up as very heavy wood. She just gets it as some wood, just it's there. So I guess that's having two pallets on opposite ends of the spectrum is probably a good test. So hopefully judges will fit, if it goes to competition, judges will fit in between that or at either end. Never got to dial it in so everyone tastes exactly the same way, but try to get it within a range where it's most expressive, I guess I'd say, over a Roman taste. I will say as it warms up though, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, which is 10, the samples do take, they're very short, again, talking competition, they're very small pours, they do tend to take several minutes to get through. So the last sip is probably gonna be very woody if it gets that far. Um, like I said, I mentioned I took the wood out. The only thing I thought was missing was any kind of bourbon character. So I put in a third of a shot glass worth. I didn't want to put too much because you can't take it back out. I have not tasted it yet. You know, let that sit for a few days before I can this and do a final tasting in the studio. And I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna mess with that anymore because that's like with, with bourbon, the strength of bourbon, with it being a liquid, if it goes too far, it's too late. There's not much more I can do at this point. So if it picks up a little bourbon character from that little bit I put in, great. If it doesn't, I still think it's okay. So that is all the steps. Now with that final addition that's settling, I'm gonna wait a couple of days and come back to the studio and we're gonna talk about what this beer might be now. It is time for the tasting and to decide if I've actually fixed this rock beer or I think better said now, having been through the process, transform this rock beer because that's kind of what's happening because it's not going to be ever entered or even served as a straight rock beer anymore. So I guess transforming it was a better way to say this, but I've used the word fix in 90% of this episode. So that's what the title is going to be. So first we'll talk about the color. Color is still really good. It's dark amber copper almost and it's got a little bit of cloudiness it was very clear when it was before i started transforming it but i have learned that adding wood does add a certain level of cloudiness to it and it really looks even cloudier almost opaque in the picture i have a lot of trouble taking pictures of these beers lately i need to set something up somewhere in a corner of like a garage or something where i can set lights up and dial them in perfectly and then never have to worry about touching them and moving out of the way to get some good pictures. But it's a little less opaque than the picture comes off on. But what did come across in the picture was the carbonation level. Carbonation level is surprisingly good still in this beer, considering how many times I've served it off a picnic tap and opened the keg, I think a total of three times. Once to add the wood, once to take the wood out, then once to add some more bourbon. So I've had to bleed off the pressure fully at least three times in this beer and the carbonation is still really good. And the head held for said picture. That's where the, <laughs> the picture tie-in comes from. In fact, I had to go ahead and let this beer sit for a minute while I did something and setting up for recording was another minute and there's still a head on it. It's not very big, but it's got a, it's got a head. It's covering the entire top of the beer and there's a very thick collar where the rest of the head fell from. So surprised how much the carbonation is holding in on this. Let's go to Aroma. We got a couple things we're looking for, and let's see what we get. So surprisingly, it's still very malt sweet forward, and it's got almost a, well, not almost. I would say the malt character is, is strictly Marzen. I am getting no smoke whatsoever. I am getting a hint of wood. I think I was getting some wood 
more on my last sampling of this before I pulled the wood out. But I'm definitely getting the wood now. It's a very rich. Uh, it's it's oak. It's it's French oak. So it's that that distinctive oak aroma without being like fresh cut wood, not a sawdusty smell. Just a a subtle wood underneath all that sweet malt. It's actually quite pleasant. And yeah, the more I'm I'm kind of swirling it in the glass, it's getting warmer as I do that. And swirling it should be le- releasing more aromas, and I'm getting more wood, and still the mares and malts, the sweet malts, the caramels, no smoke. Smoke is gone from the aroma. Now, what about the taste? Let's find out right now. So, first off, the wood is, is very prominent. I'm not going to say it's huge, because there still is some distinct caramel sweetness on the tongue and palate at first. The finish, the wood really comes out. There's a, a, a almost drying tannic sensation, almost not quite astringent. I'd say mostly tannic on the finish, what you'd expect from wood. That's that's It's used for tannins in wines quite often. I would imagine to an extent in bourbons as well. I've never made a bourbon, so I'm not sure. But the sweet malts, very Marzen distinct. There's that combination of a little bit of caramel, but still that maltiness in there. And what's really kind of neat is I think, I'm going to taste it again before I fully decide. I'm getting some hints of vanilla on in the aftertaste mainly. I, it, they start to come out in the finish, but they're in the aftertaste. So I think I extracted a nice amount, but not too much of vanillin from the oak. That's uh, That's a vanilla-like character from wood so that is actually a nice surprise smoke gone i was really kind of hoping after the first tasting when the smoke was being accentuated by the wood that this would end up being a wood age. i could pass it off as a wood age rock beer but smoke is 100 percent gone it it's probably being lost in the wood flavor. I, well, I know it's being lost in the wood flavor. Maybe even the bourbon. I'm getting, knowing that there's bourbon in here, there is an additional sweet component of that high alcohol from the bourbon. It's not a high alcohol beer, but there's that, that alcohol sweetness from the bourbon, but not a distinct specific bourbon character, at least I don't think. That's, that's something that could happen as this warms up. So I'm going to taste that again. And I'm actually going to warm this up and see what more I get. Still not getting a distinct bourbon character. And not sure if that's something I would say this is if I entered this as a wood beer. I might just say oak barrel age and not bourbon barrel age because the bourbon is not distinct. And I know it's there and I'm looking for it. What I'm going to do now is kind of warm this up in my hands for a couple of minutes. But... It's going to be absolutely no time to you because the next thing I say will be what I taste after I've warmed it up. So I let it warm up, like I said, and if I'm getting bourbon anywhere, it's on the aroma. And it's it's something, like I said, I know it's there that I'm really looking for. I suppose if I declared it on an entry, they might look for it and find it. But I don't think it's strong enough to declare it. I think if I don't declare it, it's not going to be noticed that it's not. I don't think it's going to be noticed and thought as an, as an off flavor. Taste-wise, I'm going to taste it again. Um, still wood, vanilla, caramel, malt, and that's it. No smoke, no no bourbon. So I 
First off, let me just say I really enjoy this beer. That's one thing that's that's good, um, and I think I, I enjoy it because it's a it was a laborious task between brewing it, not liking the outcome, doing something to fix it or change it, and being happy enough with the results that I can drink it. So it's at least a beer I drink. It's a beer I would share. I would take this. I'm in three different brew clubs, active in two of them monthly. I would take this to all of those and have people try it and just and then be able to tell them the story of what happened to this. I might even enter it in a competition to see what other judges observe in this. Now, there's only one more competition this year, and I've got the beers selected for that or ones that I'm brewing fresh for it. So I'm probably not going to roll a dice on that, the last last competition of the season. But there's still other competitions in the state, and I do enter quite a few out of state because I'm trying to get a medal at from one of every 50 states. So if I get one that's not very expensive, Expensive where I can add an kind of a let's see entry. I might do that. I also might just be happy sharing this beer. Either way, I would say this is a successful transformation. It's drinkable. It's got all the characteristics of a wood aged beer. There's some pleasant wood character vanilla and some vanillins in it. The smoke is <laughs> that was the problematic. Because as we started off in this episode, it was too little if you said it was a rock beer, and it was too much if you said it was a Marzen. Actually, if you didn't say there was smoke, they'd say it was a, I think it would be considered an off flavor. So I've eliminated that element and replaced it with a new one. So I call this a success. And I know I'm going to be sharing this at least with people in my club. I may get some to some people outside of state too, because I'm starting to have an overstock of cans of good beer just because i've had more beer than i needed to enter so i might throw some of these in there and get their opinion as well so i think this was a success and kind of happy that i put the work into it because now i have i have about probably a gallon and three quarters after all the testing and uh loss between uh the lines of of the picnic tap and the and transferring the wood in and out but i have almost two gallons of this and it's not going to be dumped i'm going to do something with it so I think the fact that I saved it from a life in the Orlando sewers, if we have sewers, I think everything goes to a water treatment plant. Regardless of that, I think uh, I will call this a success. So this was a fun exercise. I don't want to have to do this every time I make a beer, but it's been a fun exercise. So that's it. Moral of the story here is uh, first, literally, if at first you don't succeed, try something else again. I know that's not how the phrase goes, but I'm trying to adapt it to what I did. So there we go. That was that was fun. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this glass of beer for sure. And I'm going to say thank you for listening. I am going to be back with another episode very soon. In fact, that tasting is coming right after this one in my timeline, but you're going to have to wait about a week for that. And we'll talk more about that beer in that episode. So until then, thank you again for listening, and I'll see you in that next episode.